Hi, this is Stuart Weems, and thanks for listening to the Investopoly podcast. My goal is to give you simple, easy-to-understand insights, strategies, or tips to help you master the game of building wealth. This episode is part two of How to Structure Your Loans to Save Tax. Uh, what I talked about in the first part uh, to this series was that structuring lending is really important um, and it can have a big impact on the amount of tax that you pay uh, initially, now and possibly in the future should your circumstances change. So a good structure will accommodate you know, these sort of foreseen and sometimes unforeseen changes in your financial circumstances uh, and allow you to continue to maximise or minimise, I should say, your tax uh, tax payable. Uh, so I talked about uh, the first three, so the seven tips I have to share. I talked about the first three uh, in the in part one, uh, which was always borrow the maximum and use an offset account, only repay interest uh, rather than principal interest, and number three, minimise security. I'm going to talk about the last four of the seven tips uh, in this episode. So tip number four is diversify lenders. Uh, again, putting all, all your eggs in one basket, probably like most things in life, doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, diversifying lenders uh, can provide some pretty significant benefits. Uh, firstly, the bank that keeps the banks honest, you know, they know they haven't got all your business, so that's good. Uh, it, it also means that uh, you avoid the impact of all monies clauses, all monies clauses in mortgage contracts. Uh, suggest that they can consolidate debts and they can cons- consolidate securities. So the bank then has a lot of control. Um, you can play them off against each other. Uh, you can control bank valuations a little better. Uh, and it really just puts you in the driver's seat. So I think, um, try, and I'm not necessarily totally against giving uh, one lender all your business. I mean, it, sometimes you can negotiate a better deal by doing that. But diversifying lenders uh, gives you a lot of flexibility, particularly through an acquisition stage. Number five is avoid cross-securitization. So cross-securitization is a big word, but um, essentially what it means is you've got um, uh, more than one property as security for any one loan. So a common example would be that uh, we go off and buy an investment property and the bank says, yes, I'll take your home and the investment property as security for this one loan. That, that way it's cross-secured. Uh, there's a few uh, downsides to doing that. Uh, it doesn't allow you to maximise your borrowable equity because you can't control valuations. All the valuations of all different properties will impact on your borrowing capacity and you might not want to revalue all your properties at any one particular time. Um, uh, you're tied. It will tie you to a particular lender and, and uh, really uh, make the co- structure quite complex. So possibly it might retard your ability to sort of take one loan away from a lender to because another lender is offering a great fixed rate or so forth, so it reduces your flexibility. Um, you have no control over sales sale proceeds. So if you go and sell a house and you've got um, your lending cross-secured, uh, the bank will then control the sale proceeds and might force you to repay the loans or other loans that you might not otherwise want to do so. So avoid cross-securitization. Number six is never mix business with pleasure. So separate loans by purpose and by investment. So by purpose is investment or unoccupied, you know, investment or non-investment. Don't mix those two purposes. And then separate by investment. So if you've got an investment property, have that in a separate loan. If you've got some share investments, have that in a separate loan. Don't mix it all up. Split it all out so that it's easy. Remember, you as the taxpayer is incumbent upon you as the taxpayer to prove to the ATO the deductions that you're going to claim. Now, if you can't prove it, the ATO will deny the deduction. So the onus of proof is on you. You need to make sure your lending is structured correctly. Number seven, 
And the last tip is stagger fixed rates. So if you're going to have fixed rates because you're, you know, you want to man- manage your interest rate exposure, which makes sense, don't um, go for one particular term. Try and spread your money over a over a, a bit of time so that all your fixed rates don't expire at one particular point in time. Uh, so you might have, say, a third variable. You might have a third fixed for three years and a third fixed for five years. That way, in three years' time, when that three-year money uh, matures, you can then decide, do I want to remain variable or do I want to fix it again and so forth? So your your maturity periods are overlapping. It's just good interest rate management. Uh, so that's it. That's the seven tips, uh, people. I hope that's been uh, really useful. Uh, the key here is you don't know what you don't know. So it's always best to get um, specialist professional credit advice uh, in terms of getting the right loan structure and then finding the right lenders that accommodate that right structure as it can have a, a pretty significant impact on the amount of tax you pay in the future. Okay, until next time. Bye for now.